Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. I am your host, Joe Musidla. It is good to be with you as I record this uh, November 30th. It's, of course, in the p.m. Um, as, as my usual liking to record. Uh, anyways, uh, it is good to be with you. I hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I did here as well. Um, and... Uh, Goodness, it's been a little while since I've done some arc building, but uh, um, I was talking with my uh, twin brother just uh, just over the holidays and, and just kind of in the background, and we were kind of discussing some things and some ideas and different things, and uh, I thought, man, we should uh, we should do a show and do some do some arc building and uh, well do something good. <laughs> and uh, anyways. Uh, well, I got him on here tonight, uh, my twin brother, Sean Musetla. So, uh, Sean, if you want to pop in here and say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. All right. Um, you know, I, I think last where I left off, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, like I said, it's been a little bit, but uh, looking at um, Abraham and you know, I know I had uh, Brother Matthew Miller on with me as well uh, on a few of those episodes, and 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 Sean on on here as well too, helping me uh, well build these build these arcs. So, um, one of the things that I've been thinking about, and and Sean and I've been talking about in private, is uh, to me there seems to be this uh, almost a stronghold in in people's minds that is built up. Um, that almost withstands uh, seeing exactly what it is that God wants us to see. And, you know, I, I was thinking about the recent fires in California, and it, it, it kind of popped, this image popped into my mind of these houses or these strongholds being burnt down to the ground. And, and you know, when you think about that, it's, it's extremely tragic and, and ex- extremely... Uh, well, it, it invokes a lot of emotions because, you know, when you have a, a home, especially if you've been there for years and years, and, you know, a, a fire or some sort of um, uh, destruction comes upon it, be earthquake or water damage or whatever, some sort of, uh, um, well, I guess act of God, as they call it in the insurance industry, uh, happens that uh that that stronghold or or that structure is wiped out and and you're left feeling quite naked and i you know that that was one of my thoughts uh today was just thinking about that of of you know an individual or a family having a home um with all their belongings their clothes their you know all the things that they're used to having 
and you kind of get in this daily grind and then all of a sudden it's taken from you it's it's you know you have to pick up the pieces where do I go now and it, it you know it was making me wonder if that's why people uh, hold on to certain teachings that are not biblical because it's it's become you know almost this stronghold or this structure that has become comfortable to them um, that it's reassuring but you know when I first started studying the Bible I had a lot of questions um, that uh, I I needed answered and and I needed that assurance that God was well. That, that that certain things that have happened in the past, when you when you read of of the fallen uh, doing you know their trickery or or pulling certain stunts, that as we move forward into this this you know as we're longing for His kingdom, you know you're you're kind of you know in my mind I was I was thinking you know I I, I want assurance that this isn't going to happen again because right now this you know th- these are some we're not in the you know in the worst of it, but these are definitely some you know uh, tumultuous times that we're in. You know, when we're looking across, uh, you know, just today I was looking across the headlines at, at all the different earthquakes and and the uh, different volcanoes that are popping off, you know, left and right, and it seems that uh, we're on a knife's edge politically, you know, between multiple countries right now. Uh, not to mention with the current POTUS being uh, in 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 trouble and um, just all kinds of uprisings and different factions and different ideas and it just seems crazy you know when you when you look across the headlines but you know when I think about the Word of God when I study the Word of God when I look at it I have this security I have this this understanding of what he says and it's not a false one it's not something that will ever be burned and that's you know that was the whole purpose of doing this this whole art building of, of his word he says that it's eternal that that you know heaven and earth will pass away but his word never will and so that that's one of those things that to me is so reassuring but you know first and foremost we have to get those strongholds out of the way we have to uh, let go of false teachings and false ideas and even though you may feel completely naked it is just you know absolutely imperative that you let go of those things and and say you know what god i don't know so i i need some help i need you to teach me and I, I just need you to show me, and I'm just gonna trust in you 100%. I'm, I'm gonna let go uh, of certain things, and and just you know, let's let's <laughs> you know, it, let, let's build an ark, let's build some security uh, out of your word, so that I can actually see it as we're basically, you know, when he was showing me, you know, in this vision of, of building this ark, it's the same thing likened to a, a puzzle, if you will, too. This is a puzzle that we're putting together that uh, is, is, is quite exciting and it's actually a lot of fun. But one of the things that I think um, that I've been looking at here lately, and I've been looking at a lot of different things of, of gravitational waves and, and how those affect us and uh, all kinds of, of, of crazy things, but 
I, you know, I keep coming back to the word uh, of even even with all these things that can, can affect us, could affect us, and, and do affect us, that he he's he has a plan. He has a plan in place. And uh, so, you know, I wanted to get Sean on here, and, and we can look at some different things, and, and hopefully... Um, you know, as you break down those strongholds, you you just let go of them, and and walk into something that is actually of of a solid foundation that you know he says will never. There's nothing that can ever destroy it. It it is here to stay indefinitely. Um, Sean, your your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I really couldn't agree more with what you're saying. Um, honestly. Um, what you're saying is really um, truth in what I'm involved in, in the ministry of inner healing and deliverance uh, specifically. Um, as controversial as it is, uh, a sozo ministry. Um, but really, you know, what is it? It's, it's using, it's bringing um, people into the personal um connection with uh, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, Jesus Christ, to dispel lies, um, to get rid of strongholds that are holding us back, and to uh, bring his truth into situations that we can break free of um, addictions, break free of uh, behaviors, and break free of um, certain thought patterns. And so, you know, what you're saying is exactly um, what's near and dear to my heart. In fact, um, 2 Corinthians um, uh, 10.4 through 10.5 really came to mind. Uh, for the weapons of our wear, I'm sorry, this ISV is a little bit different, but I kind of enjoy the, the flavor that it puts on the Greek. Um, for the weapons of our warfare are not those of the world. Instead, they have the power of God to demolish fortresses. We tear down arguments and every proud obstacle that is raised against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive in order to obey the Messiah. And, you know, it's wonderfully sandwiched in between, you know, this this discourse that uh, Paul is putting together of um, the spiritual power of God's word. And I think that's really what you were trying to get get at that um, it, what you were alluding to and what God definitely uh, stands on is that, you know, my, what Jesus confessed and, and not so much confessed, but uh, um, pronounced was that, you know, my, the, the word, my word will, um, will stand. Uh, everything else is going to going to go through the test of fire and, and everything's going to be tested and we'll see what stands. And um, I'll tell you ahead of time, it's going to be my word, no matter what. And, uh, you know, the purpose of the ark was to hold that which was precious and sacred. And uh, and I, I think that that's, uh, um, you know, what's more sacred than our heart. It's supposed to be more uh, protected than anything and, and more... Um, sacred than anything and so i think in the ark building what we're doing is really when we're tearing down lies we're we're um 
that nakedness is, is exposing more of our heart to God, and He really wants to. It's His His heart to take away those things that are. Um, how would you say? going to leave us in despair and leave us um, confused and disoriented when stuff um, hits the fan and, and when and, and as stuff hits the fan, when those things go bye-bye, uh, we're left disillusioned, we're left um, exposed, and we're left um, kind of naked and, and, and confused. And he doesn't want to uh, – that's not a good father. A good father doesn't want to leave his children there. And so I think Joe's exactly right that we a lot of times have a disposition to believe um, believe lies in in place of the truth, um, and it's nothing. It's not like we're saying that this is just like you are a bad person or you're evil or we're just going well. You're purposely being wrong. It's just we all operate within a certain realm of deception and a certain uh, none of us have all of this together. And you know, as as Paul said, that we we only see in part, we only prophesy in part, we see through the glass darkly. Um, it, it it's we we struggle and wrestle with things on this side of it. So I think really what you're witnessing is Joe and I struggling and wrestling with things and allowing God's because this isn't easy for him and I just to be like, oh yeah, I got it, you know, poof done. It's it's wrestling with this as well. So it's just really an invitation from both of us to just kind of wrestle along with and and uh trust God with, you know, what does he have to say? What is his plan? What what are we called to partner with? What are we being invited into as the family of God? And um uh, I think one last point I'm going to make was the the Hebrew description of repentance when you were talking about the fires was actually the description of repentance was actually a house that was burnt down that you could not return to it. It was done, and and really what it was is God just burnt the burnt your your the old dwelling place that you had, the shack that you would put together with boards willy nilly and a few screws and some rusty nails and and uh, while he didn't hate your shack, he just wanted to build you a nice house and uh, um, he had no problem of dwelling in the shack with you for its purposes, but it's. Uh, when when you when your eyes got opened up to the shack that you were dwelling in and you got to look at the mansion that he has for you, it was like, oh, we're, we're burning this thing down. I'm moving on to the, the mansion. I'm done with this this shack business. Uh, you know, he's he's got something way better for me than that. So um, I think that's uh, really apropos of you bringing up the, the fires and such. So I'll uh, I'll leave it with that. Awesome. All right. So. Um... Gosh, you know, where to start now? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we we get back to uh, Abraham, and, and he's, you know, uh, he's given these promises here that that his seed, his lineage, is 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 going to carry out uh, and and be something that is something that God is going to bless, which is something that we, we shouldn't take lightly. Um, this is something that, that's quite amazing. And, and he tells Abraham, look down, you know, I will make your seed as the seashore or the sand of the seashore. And then he says, look up and I will make your 
seed as the stars of heaven. Now, um, you know, we know that Abraham has the three wives, these three lineages, and you can trace them and follow them, these, these three groups throughout the entirety of the of the Bible. Now, you have one uh, that basically is of the first fruits. You have one that is, well, of the seed of promise. And then you have the children, you know, the children of Hagar, the children of disobedience. So... Uh, the one I was wanting to focus on was the 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 the, the, the this this first fruits uh, so so to speak. This one seems to be really gets people really confused really quickly, and so um, I wanted to just jump right into something that uh, I think is is imperative for us to look at here. And I'm going to read from the NASB. Uh, I'm going to go to Psalm 24. Um, I'm just going to start with 24.1. I think I'll, uh, I'll go down about 24. Well, I'll just I'll let God decide where I stop. But we're just going to start there at 24. And here we go. A Psalm of David. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains. The world and those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas. He established it upon the rivers. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob, Selah. And I'm going to finish there at 6. Now, um, that's not a bad place to just continue reading. Um, if, you're, if you're looking, this is, uh, this is, well, all of it is amazing. But um, this, this should remind you of one particular person here. And I'm going to open up, uh, let's see, we're going to look at this. Now, he is, what's interesting is he doesn't say Zion. He says, uh, who may ascend into the hill? Now, that, that's a very strange way to phrase that. But uh, uh, let's, let's go and look here um, to the hill. Oops, I went to the wrong place. That's not what I wanted to hit. Uh-huh. Okay, let me, there we go, click on that dude, so this is, um, uh, in the Strong's, this is H2022, uh, Har, uh, Hill Mountain, Hill Country Mount, now this is, uh, actually synonymous with, um, <laughs> this is actually goes back to, uh, Let's see, a shortened form of uh, H2042, and I'm trying to think of where I found this, but this was actually um, talking about Mount Sinai. This is really what, uh, if, if you uh, do some more study into this, um, this is actually the same, uh, if I remember correctly, the same thing, this, this, this word, this phrasing here that he uses, he's really referring to Mount Sinai. Now, that's strange that he would say that. 
But over and 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 over again, um, the Lord our God tells us to remember the Exodus. Now, what's interesting about the Exodus is that God could have done that about a million and a half different ways. But he did it in a very specific style so that we actually would see what is to come. So, um, <laughs> this is this is where it gets really interesting here because there's there's only one person that ascended to Mount Sinai. And I believe that's, uh, let's see, let's go here. Um, so, let's see, Exodus 24... Um, let's start with Exodus 24, 12. Um, now the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and remain there, and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses arose with Joshua, his servant, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. But the elders but to the elders he said, Wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. Whoever has a legal matter, let him approach them. Then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called Moses from the midst of the cloud, and to the eyes of the sons of Israel, the appearance, excuse me, let me start that over, uh, still wrestling a little bit with a, a cold, so, uh, and to the eyes of the sons of Israel, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. Moses entered the midst of the cloud as he went up to the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Now that's quite interesting that uh, Moses himself and his name uh, Moshe means drawn out of water. Now this immediately um, should turn your mind to uh, let's go over here to uh, Isaiah. Uh, Let's see, 26, um, let's see, I want to say, uh, let's see, let's start with, um, let's start with 16, Isaiah 26, 16. O Lord, they sought you in distress, they could only whisper a prayer, your chastening was upon them. As the pregnant women approach the time to give birth, she rises and cries out in her labor pains. Thus, we were before you, O Lord. We were pregnant. We writhed in labor. We gave birth, as it seems, only to wind. We could not accomplish deliverance for the earth, nor were inhabitants of the, word, of the world born. Um, so I'll stop there with 18. Now, why am I going to these different places? Well, let's go to one more here. And uh, see if we can tie something together. Let's see. Let's go to Revelation 14. I'm going to start at Revelation 14.1. Then I looked, and behold, the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his name 
and the name of his father written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the sound of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. And the voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been purchased from the earth. These are the ones who have not been defiled with women, for they have kept themselves chaste. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been purchased from among men as first fruits to God and to the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless. Um, this also uh, reminds me of Exodus 15.1. Um, let's go back to Moses, okay? Because we just heard Revelation that they will sing a new song. This is after the Exodus. Then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will extol him. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of putting some things together here. Um, let's see. I know I had some. Some other stuff was it? Uh, oh goodness, I'd have to go back and look at my notes here. Was it Psalm 18? Yes. Um, now that cloud should remind. It, this reminds me of Psalm 18. Uh, Psalm 18:11. He made darkness his hiding place, his canopy around him, darkness of waters, thick clouds of of the skies. From the brightness before him passed his thick clouds, hailstones of coals and of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones of coals and of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them, and lightning flashes in abundance and routed them. Then the channels of water appeared, and the foundations of the world were laid bare. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. Um, and this also goes on uh, and gives this wonderful description of this 144,000 being rescued. Um this is this isn't actually I mean that's a, that's a ton of information a ton of verses and I, I you know I definitely uh, think you should write these down and 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 go and look for yourself but you can actually tie all of these together and he's giving you this wonderful picture of an isochronal event now in in you know Exodus we see uh, Moses Moshe who is drawn out of water that's his literal name and he's literally drawn out of water out of the streams. But we get into Isaiah 26, and these women are given birth to the wind, or the ruach, or the spirit. We see God return, 
and this is literally the day of the Lord. This is this is where God the Father comes down in a thick cloud, concealed, and uh, well, He literally takes them. Now, we can also look at the uh, numbers um, that He gives us in as far as time, because He says there is a time, time, and a dividing of time. So at the end of the 1290, in between. Well, he also gives us a counting of 2,300 days. And if you were to subtract uh, 2,300 from 1290, you will get 1,010. Now, if you were to break down 1,010, um, if you were to subtract 365, 365, um, you're going to get 280 days, which is exactly nine months or one birth cycle. So he just told you literally two years and under. So this is not the first time, nor the second time, because we had the second one when Jesus was born, uh, when the decree for two years and under was made, uh, the slaughter of the innocents, or those of the first fruits. Um, but there's going to be a third event that's going to, well, cause God to move, just as, well, he moved the first time in Exodus when... Uh, Pharaoh gave the decree to slaughter two years and under. So this is the third and final. So why is this exciting, and why is this good? Um, you know, this is this was one of the issues that I had. Was you know, um, you know, let's let's go over to uh, oh goodness, um, Daniel. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to start with 920, um, Daniel 920. Now, while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God in behalf of the holy mountain of my God, while I was still speaking in prayer, then the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision previously, came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. He gave me instruction and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have come forth to give you insight with understanding. At the beginning of your supplication, the command was issued, and I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. So give heed to the message and gain understanding of the vision. Now, I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to go over, we're going to go fast forward just a little bit into Daniel because it seems that time here was uh, well it was set in motion and we're going to go over to Daniel let's see um, oh goodness where do I want it well I guess we can start with Daniel 10.10 so that's, since that's kind of apropos from what we're talking <laughs> about right uh, then behold a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said to me, O Daniel, man of high esteem, understand the words um, that I am literally about to tell you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Do not be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart on understanding, this uh, understanding this, excuse me, 
and on humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia was withstanding me twenty-one days. Then behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to give you an understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision pertains to the days yet future. Now this is quite interesting, and this is one of the thoughts that I've been having is is these these basically these time overlords, because uh, right now that's that's basically what what uh, the ten kings have over you is is time. That's that's. That's really their their main weapon of choice. Um, you know, we we get a false currency uh, right now for our hours worked. Our, our the money that we receive literally has no value, none. Um, but we're tricked into believing that it does. That we will you know lie, steal, kill, destroy one another for this false currency uh, that is basically bathed in blood for a distance that was given to us by God. But they have basically hijacked this, if you will, and they've been allowed to do so for a time. Um, but, I, you know, it is my hope, it is my prayer that we are coming to the end of that quite quickly. Um, but but what, what we see here is that these, these you know, these, these princes, you know, or this prince of Persia was uh maybe acting within his domain maybe he was you know but but we kind of see something that that's you know it makes you question at least go what was going on there why did that happen why was he withheld for 21 days and then michael had to come in and that seems kind of goofy uh to me you know as as we're coming into this understanding of this 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 new kingdom I you know for me personally I was you know asking God I I kind of need some assurity here you know Father you know excuse me but um, I, I kind of need some assurity of of this 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 garbage isn't going to happen again um, that these these guys don't get to have their way that you know anyone that rises up and says hey I'll I I I, I got an idea. Let's let's make a currency and we'll have usury tax on it. That this will be dispelled, like super quick, like it won't even make it to the table. Um, so as we go forward, you know, Jesus says he's going to rule with a rod of iron. Now the, this is two sticks that he forges into a rod of iron. Now we're we're basically focusing on one stick, and 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 there are so many verses to look at. It's unreal. Uh, you'll see it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, one of the things I think that is confusing to people is we try and put ourselves in that place. Now, I'm going to go to Revelation here in a little bit, and I'm going to show you the difference between us and them. And there are definitely, I think, even, uh, well, I think Psalm 18, Psalm 53, we can maybe go to those first and look at some differences between what God said in Psalm 24 of these individuals and when he's talking about us 
you'll see a really clear-cut difference. And then when I go to uh, uh, Revelation 12, you're going to see that that God definitely has a plan for us. But also with this kingdom, this is really exciting because we we also know that Satan falls when when he falls finally. Uh, when, when he gets caught in this snare, he takes one third of of these guys with him. Now, that should also startle you because he says in the very beginning in Genesis that he has numbered them, and that number is good. So, you know, as I'm reading this, I'm like, holy cow, this don't make sense. You know, <laughs> uh, Lord, what are you going to do? So he has a replacement, okay? That's what this is. So he literally takes these little ones, brings them up to Mount Zion, to heaven with him. These are the only ones that you see ascend to the throne room. And they are with him, and he basically raises them. All they know is the Lord their God. That's it. So anything outside of that is very strange to them. You know, any, let's say, any sin, any thought of sinning, it's like a red alert immediately. They're like, uh-uh, that's, that's like, uh, I, I guess the best way that it was explained to me was, um, you know, Sean, have you, have you spent, you've spent time with like autistic children, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the best way that these were explained to me. That you know, if you tried to tell, you know, like they they have a very specific schedule, like you know, time wise. And if you deviate from that, you gotta you gotta you gotta mess on your hands really quickly. You know, right? Even those that I thought they did a very good job of portraying that in uh, that movie Rain Man. Um, mm. But if you tried to lie to one of them, they, they're quickly like, you know, if you said, hey, you know, buddy, I just want to tell you the sky's purple. And they're like, no, you they they, they just you can't. They, Yeah, I think the point you're trying to make is that it's uh, it's not a they're not going to think about it. It's not they don't really care about your emotions on it. It's really like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite cut and dried. So this to me was a really huge relief as I started to discover this that these 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 shenanigans that are going on right now are impossible to happen in the future. So this was actually this was such a beautiful plan and it's so much better than a lot of the teachings that are out there. Um that that say this that or the other we're, you know, we're not even going to go there. But well, uh, just to yeah. interrupt you just for a sec, the thing that kind of hit me is you talking about the forty-four thousand too. That you know, this would take care of time, would it not? As far as blessing time, since the this reflects the hundred and forty-four hours of creation. Ooh. Ooh, you had to throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> I did. That's beautiful. Uh, no, you're 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 absolutely correct that this would actually signify, you know, that that's why you have that thousand or uh, thousand year reign that that mm-hmm. final day is not disturbed anymore. That's that's the you know the 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 bride, uh, the woman that is is waiting for her brideship. Well, she doesn't have to worry about that day being interrupted like it was the last time. There's not going to be any, any, any chance of that. So this is, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, with with what you said and and the point that I'm trying to make is this is far more comforting. 
uh, to me. This is far more comforting, and it's almost like a warm blanket uh, when I really think about it. It's it's really comforting, and it's really assuring that um, as 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 this new kingdom comes in, it is secure on every front, on every border. Not that God couldn't do that. I'm not saying that. But, you know, if you look across time and you look across the Bible and and, and you see the wars and see all the the craziness um, going on and, and men deceiving and, and just, you know, some really bad stuff. Uh, um, that you're... you're <laughs> You're, you know, you're at least my thoughts. I don't want to say you, the listener, because I, I don't want to, you know, maybe you never had those thoughts, but I had a lot of questions. I had, I had to be assured that uh, that everything was going to be okay. Um, you know, I think, uh, gosh, it almost brings a tear to my eye of just the relief, because you know. A lot of us are going through a lot of struggles, and we're tired, mm. and we're tired, and we're just, you know, for 2,000 years, you know, you, you look back to even the disciples and what they went through, um, what our king, for the purpose of our salvation, went through, and my goodness... Well, I, I, you know, I, I think, you, you know, you're really hitting on something powerful there too. Is that, you know, um, how many generations have we carried things, and, um, and, and obviously, and we're not, we're not supposed to carry those things anymore. And that's the part, that's the beautiful thing of the salvation that, that new gene, genealogy in Christ, and such. But the truth is. We haven't come to the completion of salvation. We're, you know, we're working out our salvation daily. Um, sometimes good days, sometimes <laughs> struggles. Um, we have peaks, we have valleys, we have depression, we have anger, we have a lot of stuff that we're dealing with. And though we know that perfection was achieved in in Jesus Christ and and the fulfillment of the law and and all of this that God is still working out everything and i think in what you're showing in the 144,000 is that a lot of this i think this is why the enemy has attacked this so much and put such blinders on this is because there's it's twofold one god will have perfection involving man and two it's not on us he's going to make it happen um so if let the comfort rest on you that you are never going to achieve um this kind of status nor do you have to of the 144,000 and god did not put that in there as a punishment of saying well um you all failed, and so I'm going to have to get my own. No, this is actually he's getting his own to bless the rest of us and to bless creation. Um, he's getting this 144,000. Basically, what he's doing is cleaning up every bit of our mess. And so it, there's a, so much comfort in that that um, not only can he clean up our mess, but he does so in, in such an overabundance that it's 
um, not only it's not like he's cleaning up the mess and bringing it back to good. He's like taking it like a thousand times further, like taking our mess and turning it into such an overabundant blessing that it's not even funny. Um, let that rest on you as far as the kind of God that we serve, that uh, uh, it's not a, a challenge or a uh, you have to be perfect. It's it's um, he's taking care of that perfection. He's taking care of those messes. And it's not nor is it licensed to sin on the other side of it. But it's it is um, if you think you've ran out of his grace, uh, it's overly and grossly overly abundant in in this depiction. Am I am I am I is that landing home with you is what? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I might blow that apart with Psalm 53 here, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, is what I just said? Or <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, let's see. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, I have such a hard time with this word. Uh, but I, I'm going to try and hit this as best I can. Uh, I'm just going to start with Psalm 53, 1. Uh, for the choir director, according to Malhalat, a mask hill of David, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have committed abominable, inju abominable injustice. There is no one who does good. God has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there is anyone who understands, who seeks after God. Every one of them has turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Have the workers of wickedness no knowledge, who eat up my people as though they ate bread and have not called upon God? Every, every one of them has turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good. Oh, I'm sorry, I just read that. I, I moved my screen there. Uh, let me get down to five here. Um, mm. Excuse me for interrupting the word. Uh, let's see, I'll go back to four. Have the workers of wickedness no knowledge who eat up my people as though they ate bread and have not called upon God? There they were in great fear where no fear had been. For God scattered the bones of him who encamped against you. You put them to shame because God had rejected them. Oh, oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion when God restores his captive people. Let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Um, let's see. Oh, let's see. Um... Well, no, we don't have to go there. Uh, let's go to Revelation 12 and see if you can see the difference here. This is now. This is this is something that that should be quite comforting, and and we can touch on this. But I'd like to get into greater understanding of this in another episode. This one was really to look at this this specifically this this 144,000. But uh, the the first fruits of of, of this lineage, um, and, but we'll get into those the the seeds of the promise in another episode. But 
just for the, I guess, the flavor of it. Uh, Revelation 12.1 A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. And she was with child, and she cried out, being in labor, and in pain to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems, and he and his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven, and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared for her by God, so that there she would be nourished for 1,260 days. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels waged war. And they were not strong enough, and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great, and, and the great dragon that was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life, even when faced with death. For this reason rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who who gave birth to the male child. But the two wings of a great eagle were given to the woman, so that she could fly into the wilderness to her place, where she was nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. And the serpent poured water out like a river out of his mouth after the woman, so that, she, that he might cause her to be swept away with the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river which the dragon poured out of his mouth. So the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commands of Jesus and hold to the testimony. Keep the commands of God, I'm sorry, and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Amen and amen. Um, ooh, I like that one. Ooh, I like that one. Um, that really tells you everything that you need to know right there, just in Revelation 12. That One, we are not the 144,000. He tells you that they are caught up to him. Um, and then he says something very strange about a woman 
who is given the wings of a great eagle, and she is taken into the wilderness to have uh, a place where she was nourished for a time, time, times, and half a time from the presence of the serpent. Um, really exciting stuff. Now, when I read this, I get excited. My my blood pressure literally goes up, but in a good way, and I get really excited about this because this is like. You know, this this is really, really cool stuff. This is amazing stuff right here that we just read. And, uh, my goodness, um, when I read this, it's very, very comforting. Now, if you're reading Revelation and you're in confusion, um, hold on to your choppers. Uh, we're not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> and I think we're going to have to come back and do, well, uh, some more episodes. We're going to have to do some more arc building because we're going to have to look at who this woman is. Because this is one of the major uh, contentions of, I think, the 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 false structures or the false uh, houses or false arcs that are built. Um, that, uh, well, they're just not going to hold up. But... Um, of knowing who that woman really is, um, you know, and I think we could even go further into the 144,000, and maybe we'll we'll look at that uh, down the road. But I kind of want to get these three groups kind of uh, looked at uh, as as quickly as possible. Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts on that? I didn't quite hear the question. I was in mid yawn there. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll leave it to you. Um, that's know. funny. Um, no, I, I get you. It's getting it's getting a little late. Uh, yeah, this is this is like prime time for me and everyone oh, else. Oh no, is. I got a cat on my lap and she yawned and then I yawned right in oh, question. And blame the cat. I see how it is. That's uh, the truth. I, you know, five of them around here. So, <laughs> oh, you're a rancher, a cat rancher. I know. Yeah, I'm a cattle. Ran- I'm a cat rancher. Um, no, my question was. Uh, I, I guess I was looking for agreements here that uh, we could go into this, but uh, <laughs> I don't even know where we're at on time on this episode. To be honest, I'm sure we're. Uh, I think we're getting. We're, we're about at an hour. Uh, oh, okay, not bad. Really I think. I think so. I think we started a little, little after. Eight and it's a little after nine and uh, so yeah. Let me click over here if I can. Come on, computer. Yeah, we're coming up at the top of an hour here, so I don't really want to go past that. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, for me, I would like to do some more uh, of these and uh, and 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 really dive into. Who the woman is, um, you know, we have to go clear back to Genesis, uh, which, hey, that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, as you're studying, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to go back and forth um, putting all these pieces together. It's just you're, it's just a fact of it. Um, you're literally going to be jumping around a little bit, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing because he always calls us to remember so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to Genesis and we're going to look at Eve and we're going to remember who that woman is. And I'm I'm hoping that that uh that will trigger some some different things and and uh get us get us thinking the right way here and and maybe give us that that clearer picture. So um, Sean, if you know, as as we move forward on these on these arc buildings, if you're if you're good with that, I would like to I think 
before we get to the children of disobedience, you know, we could go either way. We could go, but I, I, I feel, I feel that that's one of the major things is that there's this contention that, you know, especially with men, that you tell them that, you know, hey, you're the woman. They're like, nope, we're the church, you know, and uh, there's just this, you see immediately, at least in the physical sense, when I've had discussions uh, with other individuals, you know, personal discussions, uh, they, they puff up quite quickly, especially men. Um, you know, no. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, I remember going to a, uh, a Randy Clark, uh, conference. I think we're probably going on three to four years ago. And one of the speakers there was this, uh, it, it, it was pretty apropos. It was a, uh, two twin brothers from, uh, Australia, and uh, one of them was speaking, and he was talking how the Lord was showing him in a vision of how he saw himself. And it was, you know, there's this uh, tall, balding man um, telling, you know, before us, telling us that God sees him in a wedding dress. And he was like, I was actually quite beautiful in that wedding dress. <laughs> um yeah, he's uh, he's he's going to make that point to us, and and while it it's uh, you know funny and sometimes uncomfortable, um, yeah, there's there's God views um, uh, God God views those things in a different light than we do, I think, and uh, I think it just takes a little bit of maturing on our end to, and sometimes a little bit of. Um, I guess overlooking our own prejudices and just kind of stepping a little bit further out on that limb of going, okay, well, where are you really going with this? And uh, and 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 once you take a few more steps out there, then you're like, okay, we're okay, we're good, we're good. Um, not not taking it's it definitely not um, taking it anywhere perverse, and God's not going to do that. You know, if we go back in Scripture, remember that. You know, Jesus said that us being evil and and being parents, us not having our hearts right, do we do we? If our kids come to us and ask for things that they need, do we do we just give them horrible things? Do we do we give them? You know, they ask for a loaf of bread. We're like, oh, here, have a snake. And what he was saying is that if you're if you're coming for the Father and you're looking for the truth and you're looking for the Holy Spirit and you're asking for these things, he's not going to lead you into deception and he's not going to lead you into bad things. And he's not going to, he's, he's leading you after good and righteous things and more of himself and revealing more of this kingdom. It's just hard from our point of view um, to understand from his point of view, they're drastically different. And that's the renewing of our minds is um, starting to see things from his point of view. And so uh, I think that's uh, a huge part of the arc building is um, also bridge building in a sense of uh, um, our thoughts and ideas of uh, walking them over that bridge of um, uh, to the other side and getting it that getting that other view. And, and, uh, and uh, believe it or not, this is the only place I think where the adage is the grass greener on the other side uh, with God. Yes, it is. So uh, um, he's going to lead you by uh, wonderful, uh, full 
fields for grazing and uh, nice cool streams uh, for for drinking. So uh, I think we, you know, let's just uh, rest in that. And uh, <laughs> um, I think I probably said enough on that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Um, well, let's let's do this, Sean. Let's uh, you know we'll we'll get back into. I think uh, uh, that's a perfect place to leave off and we'll get into uh we'll get looking at the the woman this this mysterious woman that uh is talked about in revelation and and we'll shed some light on who exactly that is and uh we'll we'll get together and and do that so um sean if you want to tell the audience where they can find you um if they have questions or just want to say howdy uh, if you want to give them all your contact information, that'd be great. Oh, uh, sure. You can uh, reach me. Uh, the, the name of my ministry is uh, Simple Truth 57 or Simple Truth 57. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Simple Truth uh, 57, and also on Facebook. And uh, we are working on, uh, we have a, a beginnings of a website and uh, some. Pretty rough online teachings on YouTube as I'm learning technology and learning all this, but uh, those are the main avenues that you can find me. I usually respond pretty well to email and uh, would uh, love to hear um, if you have any uh, questions or, or uh, just uh, just needing somebody to rap with. Um, I would be happy to make myself available. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Facebook under uh, Joe Muzidla, J-O-E-M-U-Z-Y-D-L-A dot nine. Um, let's see. What's the other one? Oh, uh, Jay Musidla on Twitter. Uh, also, I think it's either a cup with, I think it's a cup with Joe on Tumblr. Uh <laughs> I think, oh my goodness, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. And then uh, my email is w h a t f o r the numerals four zero one at gmail dot com. That is what four four zero one at gmail dot com. So once again, uh, really appreciate everyone that listens to this. Uh, if you have any questions, any comments, anything that uh, you would like us to well, go over if you're, or just want to, you know, like Sean said, you want to say howdy. Um, we are totally good with that as well. So, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're, I hope you're, I hope your ark building is going well. I hope that you're spending time with God in His Word. I hope that, uh, I hope that He's revealing stuff to you daily. I really do. I really do. That's actually. That's actually my deepest hope, is daily that he's revealing stuff to you. So, with that, I think we're going to bow out. So, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I love you, take care, and God bless.